So the big question is this, what happens at the three month mark? Hmm. Today I share some reasons why many relationships don't make it beyond the three month timeline. My name is Jonah Wosu and welcome to the Second Chances Podcast, a love journey in black and white. I used to be so scared of the three month mark, not because I've been in a cycle of three month relationships, but I just realized that a lot of people, the older they were getting, I kept hearing stories about the three month is the make or break is where couples go to end their relationship. And so I've always had this fear around hmm, what's going to happen at the three month mark. Is it going to be the end of my own relationship or are we going to be able to overcome that period and move on? So the three month mark is really the honeymoon phase. That, that's what it's called. It's the honeymoon phase where everything is all lovey-dovey. Everything is rosy. We have on this rose colored glasses and we really can't see beyond the perfection of our partners. But around that three month mark, it starts to fade and the relationship either moves forward or it ends. That's just the reality. A lot of people today are not going beyond the three month mark. So let's explore that and find out why. So like I was saying, this is the period where that initial excitement, that new love feeling, the butterflies in your stomach, all gone. This is when the reality of who the person that you're with starts to set in. And also, this is when you also start to be more of yourself. You begin to show more of your your deeper habits or your patterns and your real personality. It starts to surface. So both of you are revealing yourselves. And like with every surprise, you might be smiling or you might be crying at the end of the day. So one of the reasons why a lot of couples struggle at this phase is because when we get into new relationships, we have this unrealistic perception of who this person is, this idealized versions of each other, right? Which is not the truth, which is not the real person. We're just looking at the, the great parts. We're seeing the things that we want to see. We're not really seeing their flaws and all. So the more you're in this idealized mindset of who this perfect person is, the harder it's going to be on you when you start to re- re- realize that this person is flawed. We're all flawed, don't get me wrong. But when you start to realize this person is really, really flawed, you're like, oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? And you might not be able to handle it and be like, okay, no, this is not what I thought it was. This is not what I wanted. But again, it was what ideas or what version of the person you chose to see, right? So that's one of the reasons why people struggle at this stage. Another thing that really breaks this, breaks people, breaks relationships at this phase is the communication or or the lack thereof, actually. It plays a really, really huge role because you can imagine in the first few months, you don't want to pick a fight. Well, even if you're going to fight, you don't want to be the one who started that fight. So you avoid confronting uh, situations. You, you avoid having those tough but necessary conversations because you just want to keep the peace. You want it to be a fun time. You're excited about this person. Remember, this is the, the symbol of perfection in your eyes. So you're prancing around, not facing 
some of the issues that are starting to surface, not addressing some of the red flags that you're seeing because you're excited. Hello. It's like you have a brand new car. You're excited about it. You're not going to start wondering, oh my God, maybe it's not as perfect. And no, at this, in the first few months, you're just, you're just crazy about it. And you just want to keep believing that it's the best car ever. So a lot of the times couples have not learned how to communicate during times of conflict because they've been prancing around, not having the actual conflict. So when it does start to show up at the three month mark, they don't know how to communicate and conflicts that could be easily resolved become bigger than they should be. And sometimes they just choose to walk away. Because now it's like, I can't believe you spoke to me that way. I can't believe you did this. Oh my God, I never saw the side of you. Well, we never had arguments in the past. So how would you have seen the side of me? If you had been having smaller conversations, then maybe by the time the big conversations start to reveal themselves, you would have found a way to communicate as a couple. Another fact that I really want to press on is compatibility. I think that in the initial phase of the relationship, in the honeymoon phase, the focus is more around the things that you you have in common, like really this really surface level interest. Oh, we like to go to the movies together. Oh, we like the same kind of music. We like the same days. We like to eat out. We like to... It's all around the things that you have in common. But as time goes by, it becomes more about what deeper values and goals do you have? That's where you want to see the alignment, right? So it's not just about we're all fun and games, but when it comes to what we want long-term, do we want the same things? And so many couples, they start off focusing just on the shared interests and things that excite them. And it could be physical for some people. And then when the honeymoon is over, it's like, we don't want the same thing. It took you three months to realize that. Because again, remember, people who are not trying to have deep conversations in the first three months in the honeymoon phase because we want peace to reign. We want to be happy all the time. But this is such a key part of this three-month mark. And for me, that's why I embrace it because at this point, you're no longer infatuated. So now at this point, you're asking the right questions. Do we really have a future together? Can I see myself having a long-term relationship with this person? Can our lives really integrate? Is who they are what I would want to be a part of long-term? What goals do they have for their life? What vision do they have for their life? And does it align with what it is that I want? So for a lot of couples at this point, they get there and they're like, "Uh oh, (laughs) we don't want the same things. We're not aligned. We're not on the same page. This is not what I thought it was. And I'm out of here. So compatibility is also another reason why uh, a lot of relationships end. Another thing is vulnerability, right? At At the three month mark, you either become really vulnerable or the walls that were supposed to be coming down even start going up even way more, way higher. And without being able to be vulnerable in a relationship, like there's no connection. There's no deeper connection. It will all end. It's not going to go anywhere because for how long can you just survive on superficial, superficial things, superficial conversations, very, very surface level, not no depth at all. And you know, you know, when you're not getting close and when I talk about intimacy, it's not so much physical intimacy, but you know, when the relationship is not growing, it's not going, there's no depth to it. You know, you can feel it. You don't feel like the person sees you. You don't feel like your souls are connected. You don't feel like this is my person. I can, I can, I can depend on this person. I can trust this person. You know, it's surface and you'll be there waiting. Oh, I know one day he's going to walk away. I don't want day She's going to mess up. And then of course, when it happens, you're like, I knew it. I knew it. But 
someone wasn't being vulnerable enough to or maybe both of you for the relationship to really evolve to be a deeper connection so that even when challenges do come come along because they will you can both handle it together yeah and then there's also the point around and i've spoken about this in the previous podcast about independence versus togetherness so how much time are you spending together versus how much time you're spending alone. And for a lot of people, a lot of couples, in the first three months, because you're in that super excited butterfly phase, maybe you're spending so much time, so there are no boundaries. There's so much dependence on being with each other all the time, all the time, all the time. And then at the three-month mark, you start to crave your own independence. You start to crave your space. But you can imagine the other person is not used to you wanting space. So now it becomes a, a challenge right and for some couples it becomes really challenging because they start really meaning into does it mean you're not in love with me anymore you don't want to see me you don't want to be around me i irritate you i do this i do this and it could just end the relationship as opposed to if from the onset boundaries were in place as much as you're head over heels at that point but you're also making sure that you're leaving room for your independence so that you're still holding on to a part of you that is you that is you the individual minus you in a coupled relationship so for a lot of couples at this point where they now start craving individuality, it becomes a problem, right? Because now you, there's been no balance all along and then one person is feeling um, feeling like, what, what have I got to myself into? This person is no longer interested in me or this relationship is not working. I need to go find somebody else who wants to to attach to me all the time. And it could be a, the uh, factor of your attachment styles or the person's attachment style where they just want to be clingy. And at this point, you're looking for, okay, I just want to breathe, right? So the three-month mark is a period of transition and it's where it really tests the uh, relationships because at this point, you have to either adapt to the reality of this is the person I'm with or you run away and say, okay, I'm out of here. We're not compatible. There's no right or wrong. It's just what is what is right, what is working for you. You know at this point whether this is somebody that you can build something with or this is the time for me to walk away and go find somebody that I'm better suited for, that I'm more compatible with. So it's such a crucial period or phase in any relationship. So the question is, do you find yourself in this three-month cycle? Or maybe for you, it's a one-month cycle because some people get through the, the honeymoon phase pretty quickly, especially if you've jumped a lot of steps then the chances are the honeymoon phase is going to go by very quickly. So do you find yourself stuck in this cycle of honeymoon, done. Start again, excitement, honeymoon, we're done. Maybe now is the opportunity for you to assess your previous relationships and be honest with yourself about what has been going on in there. There might be some trauma that you're still holding on to that is not allowing you to move forward. The three-month mark really reveals a lot about who we are and our ability to choose the right person for for us. So this is a journey that you should embark on of self-reflection and, and start healing so that you can break free from this cycle and not be the three-month relationship person so that you can move on to the deeper, more intimate part of the true relationship, which is what really happens. You only start to really love a person after the honeymoon phase. Food for thought. Thanks for listening to today's episode on the Second Chances podcast, A Love Journey in Black and White. Till next time, sending you love and light.